Welcome back to the Gems of History podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Shop, and joining me tonight, I have Mark Evan with me. Say what's up, boys. Is this a speed run? It is a speed run. We're getting through this as literally as quickly as possible. All right, all right. Well, I hope you have some fun before it's over. Oh, it's over, it's over. It would be a real shame if I threw constant grenades in your story. It would be a real shame if this is another two-hour episode. It would be a real shame if I just activated my trap card right now. Call of the Haunted. (laughs) Pumpkin King of the Ghosts. (laughs) It's so on the nose. And they're battling in a cave. <laughs> it just makes sense. Did you guys see that video I sent you of Kaiba stopping <laughs> a gun? He literally stops a, gun, stops a gun with gun. a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> yeah. That was incredible. And then, and like, he takes the gun on the guy's hand in his hand. Like, He's oh, like, ah, oh, my hand. Oh. And he just so flips good. him with one arm. Oh, man. That, what that a show. That show is S-tier, That dude. show is so beautiful. Oh, yeah, what a show. Is. When it says like Kaiba stops a gun with the card, I thought he was gonna like put the gu- like the card in front of the barrel when the guy shoots, and it was just gonna stop the bullet. That, that show is crazy because it's either all about like friends and family, or about like suicide, or stopping like a, a killing or something, or especially sending your sending someone souls. to hell. Yeah, especially yeah. the Japanese, <laughs> like the original <laughs> Japanese version is like so much more. Like we've talked about this before, but like it's just so much less censored than the American one. So funny. It's quite cr- literally crazy. But that's anime for you. Yeah. God, I love these shows so much. <laughs> uh, we also have a couple guests in the studio again. We got uh, ooh, 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 Alex and Marshall Mattis, everyone's ooh. favorite married couple. They're still together after the Monster Mash. So. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you hear them in the background, just know that former guests, hosts, just here to have a good time and hang out. Former, future. I hope future. <laughs> We'll see. It may depend on how many cheers we get tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're in, kid. Suit up. <laughs> but uh, how you boys been doing? Evan, you were telling us that you've been watching some uh, horror movies, getting in- infected by the spooky bug. I'm not kidding. Like I literally put myself in a sleeping bag and zipped that bad boy up. <laughs> Because I'm just watching these scary movies by myself. You're just like cocooned yourself. Yes, like with a with a glass of wine because duh. Classy. <laughs> While I'm uh, like I think it's been the last two three nights I've watched just scary movies by myself and Zuki always bolts like she wants nothing to do with like scary things. Even when I first got her, we watched. Uh, I say we like she was also <laughs> watching on the TV. Um, but we watched. There's a show on netflix that goes over like people's real life scary stories i forget what oh, it's is called. that like the two sentence scary stories or whatever i don't know Uh-oh. um but yeah as soon as it came on she would just wake up and dart like get out of here so she, better, has, she just has to know it's almost better that she's not there though because then like you have the situation where the dog's staring into the corner of the room at something and it's like Ooh. i don't want that when i'm watching a scary movie <laughs> or like a jump scare happens i accidentally just kick her a little bit because <laughs> like we're you know, snuggling because she's a little she's uber. She's a little baby. I mean, you're just pathetic. Her. How do you get scared by that stuff? And now <laughs> Hardo Mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, scary movies are are weak. I mean, as as Every, everyone. everyone. <laughs> oh, sorry. As, as everyone knows, I mean, 
Mark doesn't even call it spooky season. No, no, no. He goes into a haunted house and he's like, wow, I could see myself wow, living here. Wow, a house. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say something, but it's kind of a diss at me. I was going like, to I go into a haunted house and I scared the people who were supposed to scare me. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm like, wait. They see my face and they away. start I'm running. Hideous. Just yeah. U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Evan, what movies have you been watching? <laughs> uh, so the other day, I uh, watched the movie called Malevolent. Which Good I believe movie. you've seen. Yeah, it, the actress is in Midsummer too. She's got it down. She's doing good. <laughs> Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> um, then also watched Insidious, Chapter 2. Okay. The first one just isn't anywhere to be found. Really? By the way. Checked Hulu, checked Netflix. Um, <laughs> Did you check your ass? I went first. I went straight. I hope, I hope, I hope that demon. I hope oh, that there demon it is. Yeah. I just pull up a Blu-ray copy. Of I always keep it on me. First one straight keep to the muffin. copier. Let <laughs> <laughs> me check the garbage can. You know, I always keep that MF and thing on me. You pull out insidious. <laughs> it's like you're about to be held up like by gunpoint. It's like, sir, I don't want to do. Somebody this. call an ambulance, but not for me. Yeah. <laughs> and as backup, you have like Aquaman. Oh, gosh. In the other pocket. That is something you could throw at someone and not care about it. Oh, yeah. Right, Mark? That's a bad thing. As everyone, <laughs> as everyone knows, that's Mark's favorite movie. It is. And also, uh, the Atlantis' is favorite movie, right? Isn't that what we said in the pod? Actually, that's why they're, oh, yeah, that's why yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. angry with us yeah. if they watched that abomination. I will say, seeing that movie in theaters was probably one of the more entertaining we had a blast. experiences I've no, had. No, we had a blast. We were mildly intoxicated, but that oh, yeah. is a minor point. It was a great time. It was. That's the thing with movies. Even when they're, like, if they're really good, they hit on their story. They're tremendous. When they blow, they're honestly... Sometimes better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just watched a movie recently called Velocipaster, and it's it's probably, like, the worst movie I've ever seen, but in a good way, where it's like they know they're doing making a really bad movie. And so if any of you watch it, I'm sorry for spoiling this beginning, and it's just, like, so breathtaking. But there's a scene where the pastor, like, walks out of the church and sees his parents standing by a car, and then you just hear an explosion noise. And then he's like, oh, no. And then it cuts back to where they were standing. And it just says, insert VFX here. <laughs> it's, the, it's the best. It's like, you guys knew this was going to be terrible. So you just ran with it. I really wish they would have gotten like little toy figurines and like put in a sandbox. Just put a firecracker by it. <laughs> just done it that lower, way. so funny. Lower production value than 200 miles oh, per hour. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It is so bad. But <laughs> it was really enjoyable to watch. You know, I was going to say, you guys kind of were bringing up uh, movies being so bad, they're actually really good. I got to say, a movie that I think that matches perfection with just being downright terrible and then merges into something like a glorious film that's just beautiful to behold is episode three of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. That's the... All right, Marsh, come here. <laughs> all right, come here if you want. Marshall the microphone. He's got a lot to say. All right, Marsha. That's literally... Honestly, my favorite Star Wars. Yeah, it that is movie so is good. so good. I will not accept any slander <laughs> no, on this year's podcast. But, no, no, there was no slander in what I said. I said that it's a great film. I am simply. It is not bad. I, I never said it was bad. Okay. I cool. said it takes things that are really great, like story elements and story beats and acting, like in that third act, that I think are really good. Mixing with some things that are just downright atrocious, <laughs> and, and it and that it and it culminates into a phenomenal film. Was that you that sent the meme of Episode Three, where it was uh, Obi Wan and Anakin 
Uh, I think that was, that was, that was Marshall, recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's like Obi-Wan talking to Anakin. He's like, you're losing to a guy who almost didn't become a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> and you have the most force potential out of anyone in the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Marsh, what do you want to... All, all I have to say is, have you noticed that the shields are still up? <laughs> <laughs> Anakin, the shields are still up! <laughs> Sorry, master. <laughs> I, th- I still I think it was more like sorry, master. I still think the hardest I've ever laughed was when oh, us three watched that in Evan's parents' house in their basement. We woke his parents up at like two thirty in the morning because we would not stop laughing at that movie. Yeah, we were twenty three, twenty probably around uh, no twenty one. Yeah, 21, I was probably like twenty one, twenty two. That's gonna matter. That's gonna matter. And this imagine, is important. Right, it's and a just, key element of the story. Yes, twenty one, twenty two. And just getting yelled at by your parents to keep it down. <laughs> your parents, ne- your parents never told me to keep it down. I can tell you that. It would be just seven p.m. on a normal day, and Mark would just say words, and they're like, "What the heck is that noise?" They would just yell. <laughs> I at can him hear for- him like he's talking to me. They just yell at him for drinking all the chocolate milk. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that stuff was pretty good. Yeah, we just have two full gallons of chocolate milk before Mark came over, and like, <laughs> look at that, he's Houdini. <laughs> it was delicious. And they're gone. But anyways, <laughs> shall Ooh. we, shall we, uh, I don't want to have another like 25 minute intro on this one. So maybe oh, we should uh, right. well, hop into the trivia the right facts. away. And, uh, we just need to hire out our editing so we can just go for three hours and, <laughs> know, and then just be like, pass it off to yeah, that guy. I don't have to feel bad for, for Jacob. Anyways, Mark, <laughs> yeah, here we go. Start us off. Yep. 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 Why do some people wear clothes inside out on Halloween? I could have just left it at why do some people wear clothes, but that didn't feel, that that didn't feel sufficient That's a great question, for, honestly. Well, anyway. <laughs> inside out on Halloween. Okay? I got the premise. We're clear on the details here. Got the premise here. of the question down. Mm-hmm. All right. No nudity. Wait, can you repeat it one more time? No. <laughs> a, belief that it protects their souls from being attacked by demons. B, to reflect that the body and the souls are equal parts creating that which makes us whole. That is really interesting. Whoa. That is deep. C, because statistics show that those who wear clothes inside out on Halloween get more candy trick-or-treating. Or D, some superstitions state that if you wear your clothes inside out and walk backwards on Halloween, you'll see a witch at midnight. I don't know why you'd want that. It's D. I know you have to, like walk backwards i don't know if the inside out clothes comes into it but i know you have to walk backwards so i'm gonna go with d all right okay, yeah, i'm gonna go with a okay b. b big b people marsh i'm i'm with f d all right all right d gang hey yeah. whoa that's a little weird gotta no. be careful with the context <laughs> the answer is in fact d yeah ah. apparently people are into trying to see a witch at midnight d train there it is cheers i can go next all right so, what ancient ruler? What is your name? <laughs> what is your name? Blue. Wait, no. <laughs> Wait, no. Ah. Uh. Okay, I'm dead. Never mind, my mic did. <laughs> All right. What ancient ruler? <laughs> I can't get out of my head. What ancient ruler forced his scientists to discover an elixir of immortality, only to be given? Mercury and eventually die from mercury poisoning. A shrubbery. Um, was it A. Genghis Khan, <laughs> B. Shihu Gandhi, C. Attila the Hun, or D. 
Tokugawa. Pizza the Hunt. <laughs> Attila, Attila the Hunt. All right, you're going with C. Attila the Hunt. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm feeling B vibes. All right, B. Shihu Gandhi. Alex. Alex and Marsh. That one. You got to yell one. one. That was the answer. Uh, Wait, no. Did you guys say the answer? No, we haven't said the answer yet. Can I say Gangnam Khan because nobody else answered that one? I was sure. thinking that because that's the only one I didn't. That's, that's the only, the only one I knew. <laughs> they both said Genghis Khan, if you couldn't hear him. But. So it is B, Shihu Gandhi. Oh, well, well, well. So he was the founder of the Yang here. Dynasty and the first emperor of China. And like many powerful men back in the day, they wanted to live forever. So he forced his doctors to find an elixir of immortal- immortality. I can't say the word. Or else they would be killed, which is kind of ironic. Hmm. And the doctors discovered it, but it was just mercury, and he drank it multiple times a day until he died from mercury poisoning. Did you talk about that on the first episode that we ever did? Because that sounds really familiar now. Um, Because I know did, we talked about Japan. I think you're thinking did. about John White. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always John thinking White. about John White, to I be fair. I'm never not thinking about John White. Um, I Maybe. I don't know if it was this particular emperor. I mean, it very well could have because the stories would definitely line up. I think it was because I remember hearing something about like he was trying to find the some elixir of youth or something. And then he was killing anyone who came back. And oh, no, it was the guy that went to supposedly came to America. Yep. Zufu. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So Zufu went to uh, Japan and then he was like, hey, I could really use some army and some settlers. To conquer this land. I love going into no a place and being like, hey, can I have some army? <laughs> yeah, going to your boss and be like, can I get one army, please? Um, Here's one uh, Mercury. Go up to the bar. Can I have some army? I'm doing that at the bar later. <laughs> like, sir, what? Absolutely, you can. They just hand you a man. <laughs> they just... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the perfect time to... Unleash that. Oh, anyway, here's Wonderwall. All right. Did you have anything else you wanted to say on your question, or should I hit mine up right away? You know what? Here's Wonderwall. (laughs) Go for it. All right. Mary Flora Bell, a.k.a. the Tyneside Strangler, killed two young boys in 1968. How old was she when she committed the crimes? A, nine years old. B, 11 years old, C, 15 years old, or D, 21 years old? Repeat the question. Alex asked me to repeat, so. Mary Flora Bell, a.k.a. the Tyneside Strangler, killed two young boys in 1968. How old was she when she committed the crimes? 9, 11, 15, or 21? Mm, That just seems like an 11-year-old thing to do. (laughs) Like, uh, wait, no, no, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with nine. Are you going with 11? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with nine. Okay. 15. 11. Okay. The correct answer is 11 years old. Oh, I'm on fire today. <laughs> Mark got them all. Yeah. Yeah, so she uh, apparently, with the help of another girl who was later acquitted, strangled two boys under the age of five. Oh, my God. So she, like... Waited for them to tell the, like, the kids apparently told her they had a sore throat. And she's like, oh, come with me. I'll help you. And took them to, like, these derelict buildings and then just strangled them in there. 
and then she got put like into a mental ward or something after that and yeah so that's interesting i was reading something it was something about child psychopaths and that name got brought up and i'd never heard of it before so Maybe I'll do a deep dive on that sometime if I can find enough information. Yeah, that really would fill my heart with joy if you did. I, I'm, that's what I'm here for. After October, can we do something else? <laughs> no. Something no. <laughs> yeah. Jacob's like, you're going to be sad the entire year. I will this fucking we, we, table. We get to November. It's like Thanksgiving time. Jacob's be like, greatest murders Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. And now Every, for everyone, the trail of tears. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. We made it to, we made it to Christmas. Guess what they opened up in their presents? <laughs> <laughs> What's in the box? Oh, yeah. oh boy. Hey, why why did little Mary fall off the swing? Because you to pushed get to her. the other side. Because she had no arms or legs. Oh. <laughs> but wait, what did she get for Christmas? Prosthetics. I don't I know. She couldn't. I don't know. She couldn't open it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> This is so hey. brutal. <laughs> oh man! I, I was back in high school. There's this. I was into the thing called anti jokes, which are just like <laughs> yep. nonsensical jokes. So, I, <laughs> those were ones I found on there. But, anyways, here's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> How do we transition out of this? Uh, who's, just, leading, who's leading the topic today? I thought you were. Oh, I got it. Something. <laughs> he's, just gonna read, he's just going to read the back of this Dr. McGillicuddy's on the table. I'll read the lyrics <laughs> yeah. for Wonderwall. <laughs> but no, I'm, I am oh, leading baby. today. So. But before we get into it, I wrote another short creepypasta to keep the, uh, keep the theme alive. So, What kind of noodles are we working with this time? Rigatoni? Oh, it's a, fettuccine? It's, it's a good penne. Ooh. Good penne noodles, you know. But... Um, so this is a short one, and it's called Family Dinner, <laughs> and yes, Mark? This is a short one. It is a short one. It's just stupid. That's what she said. Um, but it's called Family Dinner, and it's a, it's a fresh spin on a classic, so by the end, I want to see if you guys figure out what it is. I don't do much reading, so don't hold <laughs> like breath. a classic story? Like yeah. what's based on? I'm pretty sure all of us have probably heard it. Okay. So, Family Dinner. Why, no, I have no idea about any children. If I did see them, I'd surely help them. I love the children. The officer noted the old woman's words as he stood in her doorway. She stood on crutches, looking and sounding harmless. The officer's partner was getting lost in the odd decoration choices the grandmotherly woman had made on her house. He could smell an intoxicating scent coming from inside. All right, well, thank you for your time, ma'am. Please do let us know if you see them in this area, said the officer, tipping his hat as the two lawmen proceeded back to their car. The elderly woman closed the door after waving goodbye. She threw the crutches against the coat rack and sneered. Heading into the kitchen, she looked upon the meat she had been preparing. The liquid concoction, red and bubbly, was all prepared as a marinade. She grabbed a hunk of the tender cut and gently submerged it. Then the pan holding the pre-soaked roast was put in the oven, garnished with sweet apples, honey, and various sweet spices. Whistling to herself, she set the timer. Heading to the fridge afterwards, she opened the door and smiled. The small girl inside looked up at the woman with terrified eyes. The chains holding her arms tight to the back of the refrigerator rattled as she attempted to fight her way out, the duct tape on her mouth rendering her silent. Oh, now, now, my child. Your brother is making us dinner as we speak. Would you like to see him? The old woman mused. 
Leaving the young girl's line of sight for a moment, the old woman grabbed the tray of marinating meat and carried it over to show the restrained girl. Upon seeing the prepared flesh, the girl began to cry and thrash in an attempt to get free. Soon you will be able to enjoy one last dinner with your beloved brother before it will be your turn to help me cook, said the old woman. She cackled as she walked away and put the tray back on the stovetop. Returning to the fridge, the old witch forced the little girl's legs back into the cramped space. Speaking in a sing-song voice through the crack in the nearly closed door, she smiled and said, I'll see you shortly, my dear Gretel. Well, one. That was pretty on the Excellent. nose. That yeah. freaks me out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and B, Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Of course. But mm-hmm. Fresh take on a classic. Nice. I've reread like uh, the you... original story of Hansel and Gretel. That story is really fucking weird. <laughs> Dude, the ancient, I guess I don't know if that's ancient, but like, the old time German myths like that, they were so like Cinderella is super super messed up. It's just like it was. It's not even like it's super. It is messed up, obviously, but it's just like really bizarre. Like oh, towards yeah. the end, the kids escape the old witch's house and they need to cross a river. So they just find a gi- a big duck and they <laughs> ride its back across the river one at a time. And then, and then it's just that's the like only time that's ever mentioned. And they just go home. It's like I what is this? Sea turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say one thing? Yeah, Alex, come up to the mic. All German fairy tales is weird is because it's like all like what kind of kids were were like in Germany where they had to make these crazy fairy tales where like, <laughs> hey, German kids, you need to never wake up when you go to bed. You need to never do this, this, this and this like German kids back in the day must have been pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just didn't want to deal with it. And they're yeah. just like, let's just scare the shit out of these yeah. kids so they don't do anything wrong. But, like, the whole story is based upon the fact that the mom wants to kill the kids by starving them because they have no food. It's just like, what is wrong with this story? <laughs> it's, a, it's, yeah, not cool. I don't see what the big problem is, guys. <laughs> Mark's a big proponent it, yeah, of leaving yeah. children in the woods. <laughs> I'm sorry, my, my inner German's coming yeah. down. Well, as we all, this is the way it should be, you know? As we all know, Mark doesn't see creepypastas. He just sees pasta. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't get scared. No, what it's, are you not, talking about? it's not spooky tortellini. It's just tortellini. <laughs> spooky tortellini. Oh it's like you open up the tortellini. It's just a bat flies out. <laughs> it's not haunted yoki. <laughs> All right. Well, shall I get into my? I can't stop thinking. <laughs> Let's <Anyway>. move on. <laughs> All right. Shall I get into my actual story for today? Please. I hope you guys are ready to get spooked. Huh. Okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So I will preface this with uh, this story is kind of based on visuals for some of it. So for the listeners at home, I'll describe it the best that I can. And then I'll I'll send some of the pictures to Evan so that he can post a few of them on the social medias after we post the episode. So you guys can kind of get an idea. But if you guys want to look this up on your own, it's all online. There's the the article that I use mainly was from a website called bustle.com. And it has like all of the information from the original source embedded in the article. So uh, if you guys want to look for it, just go there. It has every picture from this whole thing. So, But with that said, the story that I will be talking about today is the Dear David story. Dear David? Yes. So, so not related to Dear John, I'm not guessing. Not related to Dear John, no. What about P.S. I love you? No. Hmm. No relation that I know of. Hmm. He's I'm trying to think of yeah, other yeah, movies yeah, related yep. to male. Anyways. Go for it. Here's the Adam Ellis Twitter horror story. 
2017, a writer and illustrator for BuzzFeed started a supposedly true saga on his Twitter account that would keep his followers of the story entertained for months to come. He told the world that he was living with the ghost of a dead child in his apartment. Coming to eventually be known as David, or Dear David, the paranormal pipsqueak was starting to cause some strange and eventually terrifying things to occur around Ellis and his cats. Bustle was kind enough to compile the story in one place with all the details, like I said, all the original tweets to replies from other people examining and enhancing photos that he was posting. So now we'll go through the story step by step and explain what happens at every turn. So the way I'm going to go through this is I'm going to say different dates, and those dates are the days that Adam Ellis posted the update on his Twitter account on what was happening in the story at the time. Okay. Any background on this individual? Are you going to give us that? Uh, there isn't really. It's just, he was just a guy on Twitter that worked for BuzzFeed at the time. That so is this supposed to be a f- fake story? No, he's he says to this day that it's all true. He swears by it that it's true. Huh. So. I yeah, so this happened in 2017 into 2018, so it's relatively recently. And uh, yeah, so for like that whole time, this was a huge thing on Twitter. And I wasn't really on Twitter at the time, so I didn't know about it until I heard it somewhere else. But yeah, it was apparently a pretty big thing at the time. Speaking of Twitter, you can follow the Gems of History <laughs> podcast at Gems underscore history. At, you can also follow <laughs> us. At Wodevskis, at Jacob from Wisco, at Mark underscore sign B. Good plug. (laughs) I figured why try to do it at the beginning or end, but before you get into your story. There we go. So I tried to screenshot as many of the pictures as I could or like save them from Twitter. And I put them all in a folder on my phone, but I screenshotted some and downloaded others. So they're all mixed together. So I'm going to try and get them to you as as quickly and elegantly as I can so you guys can see all these but I didn't get all of them but I got the most important ones so oh well you can just like airdrop it to us but oh oh wait that's dumb huh. <laughs> so to start the story it begins on August 7th 2017 was when the first tweet happens and Adam Ellis tweeted for the first time about being haunted by the ghost of a dead child saying at the end of the tweet and he's trying to kill me So he says he was experiencing sleep paralysis and saw a child with a large misshapen head dented on one side, sitting on a green rocking chair at the end of his bed. Not long after, Adam had another dream in which a girl asked him if he had seen Dear David. He asked who that was, and she told him that Dear David was dead and that if you see him in a dream, you can ask him two questions as long as those questions are preceded by the words Dear David. And you must not ask him more than two questions or he'll try and kill you. So Adam had another dream with Dear David in it, and he decided to ask some questions. So he started off with, Dear David, how did you die? To which Dear David responded, an accident in a store. The second question, Dear David, what happened to you in the store? To which he got, a shelf was pushed on my head. And then Adam makes the mistake of asking another question. And he asks, Dear David, who pushed the shelf? And David didn't answer. Mm. Then Adam woke up terrified. (laughs) At this point, Adam tried to find records. After he had woken up and gone about his day, he tried to find records of a child by the name of David or Devin or Dylan, anything close to the name David. 
dying in an accident at a store but didn't find anything. So shortly after, the apartment above his vacated. So the way he was living, it was basically an old house that was renovated into two apartments, a lower and an upper. And so he was in the lower one, and the one above him vacated. So he moved up there with his two cats. And shortly after moving, he noticed that his cats would go by the front door every night at almost exactly midnight and meow and try and like look underneath the door. And it was happening every night, pretty much, at the same exact time. And he wasn't sure why. And then when he looked outside in the hallway, the cats would get agitated. And they would get, like, the bushy tail when cats get scared. Like, their tail puffs up and the hair on their back stands up. That would happen when he would open the door to the hallway. Mm-hmm. And so he thought that David found out that he had moved from his apartment downstairs to the one upstairs and was now outside of his apartment. Ooh. So... This is a drawing that he made of what dear David looked like to him. So that's what he was seeing. Evan, don't laugh. David's coming for you. I mean, come on. That's what he said he looked like. He said he had a large head with dents up, dented on one side. Evan? Evan, Evan you're you in it? trouble. Stop laughing. What? Evan, I'm sending David okay. to you. I'm sending David to you. I don't want any part of I this. mean... He just looks so goofy. <laughs> you can't. Wow. Yeah. But you see that at night, you're going to be terrified too. That's his He post, looks like a character in Ed and Eddie. Postmortem look. <laughs> yeah. It's a dead child, Evan. You're that's laughing that. at a dead child. Okay, let's Rude. not pull that card. Oh. Unbelievable. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, when I did this, <laughs> Evan just getting grizzly. ganged up on <laughs> here. <laughs> Do not love. I feel like there's four people just ganging up on me, and I Five, don't, don't love forget it. David. Ah, he's just right over my shoulder. He's <laughs> coming for you. Suki's just gonna bark. A I just want you to listen to the rest of the story. I've been thinking this is coming my way. <sighs> Don't so, love that. Don't uh, love that. The day after, uh, and the, day, the next two days actually, on August eighth and ninth, uh, one of his cats named Maxwell, uh, who is a three-legged cat that becomes a kind of a key character in the story, seemed particularly interested at something behind the door. Once again, but this night it was kind of different than the other nights in that he seemed more interested and was meowing more. So Adam posted a video of the cat by the door trying to see underneath, and then the cat also stands on its hind legs and tries to like get up towards the like the doorknob on the door. So Adam decided to grab his phone and take a photo through the peephole because he didn't want to open the door. So he took a photo through the people and didn't see anything at first, so he opened the door and took another photo out in the hallway, and he didn't see anything in that photo either. And so he went back and looked at both of them and compared the two, and in the peephole photo, he kind of sees in the corner where the sh- his shelving rack for his shoes outside in the hall meets the banister in the, the hallway. He noticed that there's what looks like something in the corner. And so he took another photo through the peephole at this point to see if it was maybe something that was on the peephole, like a smudge or something, and it wasn't there in the second one. So that's the photo that he took in the hallway, where it's just a normal hallway. And then these are the two photos. The right is the first, or the left is the first one, and the right is the second one. And the right one you can kind of see in the corner where it meets, there's a little black blob there. So, oh, yeah. So and so he's by a shelf. Huh. Yes, he did not learn learn from the first time, did he? <laughs> so, 
So he went back. This thing's and looked, definitely coming after yeah, me. Yeah, you're dead <laughs> inside, dude. So he went back. I and am looked, dead inside. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. And he noticed and that that was there, and <laughs> so he decided to deadbolt his door after that and go to bed. And so, the next two nights he updated again, and said, aside from the cats being at the door as usual, uh, people on Twitter were kind of recommending that putting a line of salt by the door wards off evil spirits. So they were like, maybe try that and see if he goes away. And he also downloaded uh, an app on his phone, which whenever it hears something, it records audio. It gets activated and records audio. So he said it recorded 33 audio files the first night. And he uploaded a few that were of interest. And it sounded like a snapping noise, a step. And then there was some weird static interference that lasted for a little bit and then went away. And then at the end, there was another snap sound. And most of the people that were in the replies on the audio file said, well, it could just be your cats moving around. And who knows what it actually was because he was asleep, so he doesn't know. And the static could be any number of things electronic-wise in his house. So who knows? But that was the update for the 10th and the 11th. And then on the 12th, he posted a selfie saying he's about to leave his apartment and get out of the spooky situation for a little bit. And people said that there was a face and the reflection on the glass door behind him. And I looked for it and could not find it. So I don't know what that one was about, but I think it was just people looking for things at this point that weren't there. Right, just the internet being silly. Yeah, and I don't know. I didn't really dig too deep into it. I mean, maybe in the replies there was something there, but I didn't see it. But on August 13th, 2017, he bought a Polaroid camera, and it's... Like a Fuji, I think it's like one of the Fujifilm Instant yeah, X cameras yeah, yeah. or whatever. And so it just develops the photos right away. I love that so much. It's right. It's Those things are sweet. I think I actually bought one for Mark. Yeah. And yep. Yeah. I've used it. Yeah. It's super really? fun. That the is film super is cool. super expensive, but it it's is, very yeah. fun. Do you even do like you take it and like you wave it really fast? Yeah. It like, it? yeah. It like makes it develop quicker. Oh, that's so cool. You can also just like set it down, but. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. That's what easy. a genius just to back up a little bit what a genius idea because this guy is obviously like he's a content creator and he's in this situation which is spooky regardless so might as well i'm guessing he got like a lot of followers out of this probably he already had a bunch of followers okay working for buzzfeed you pro- he's probably in content or something so oh, definitely but yeah like a lot of people are following what this. is this buzzfeed i don't know much about them <laughs> <laughs> okay mark yeah <laughs> So I watched the BuzzFeed Unsolved okay, video. Yeah. And, now <laughs> and now here's my topic. BuzzFeed Unsolved. But anyways, he bought this Polaroid camera and decided to take photos around his apartment pretty much for the fun of it to test out the camera and whatnot. And so he, uh, he took photos in the bedroom and living room and nothing really showed up. So here's a photo that he took uh, in the living room. And... So it, it's just like a normal photo of the living room. And then he took one in his bedroom, too. And uh, so then he decided to open the door to the hallway and take a photo where he saw whatever he thought was in the hallway before. And this photo comes out completely black, like totally and completely black. No way. Oh, my god. Let me see this. So, so he took this photo and he's like, well, maybe I had my finger over the lens. Oh, yeah. Maybe the and thing it, was closed. Yeah. And so he, he thought like, oh, maybe I covered it and it just took it that way so he covered up the lens and took another photo and developed that one and put them side by side and the one that he covered the lens still has some light showing through it 
and the other one is completely black. So, oh, wow. So at this point, he decides, well, I'm going to take a couple steps back and take a photo on my phone from where I'm standing of the hallway with the door open and then take one on the Polaroid and see how they turn out. And he actually took a video of himself taking the second photo. So this is the photo he took, he took on his phone. phone. Yeah. It's just this pretty much the same living room photo that he took on the Polaroid earlier without the door open. Sure. And then this is the photo he took on the Polaroid camera. And, go back, go back. I gotta see the other one again. Oh, the door. Oh, no. One more. Do- now go. The no. doorway to the hallway. Okay, Jim, you're is effing with me right now. Black. You're effing with me right now. It's that is crazy. The thing is, I want to shout Photoshop, but that's oh a Polaroid. Like, there's it, nothing bro. that you can do. It's yeah, oh, that's girl saying. That's, that's actually awesome. Wait, can you do that again, please? It's literally, it's literally like a picture on his phone. Hallway light is on. Oh. You can see everything, and then. The hallway is completely black in the Polaroid photo. Okay. So, at this point, he uploads these to Twitter, and the people following the story on Twitter decide to take the photo of the Polaroid that is all black and turn the brightness way up. And at this point, people see that there might be some sort of shadow standing in the doorway once you brighten the photo. And so, if you look kind of closely... (gasps) you can kind of see what looks like the shadow of a person standing in the middle of the doorway. And you can see a head with shoulders and everything standing in the doorway. That's actually awesome. Wait, Mark, are you scared? No. 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 I don't know. I'm not scared. scared. And so this is is the point where people on Twitter start to take all of his photos and start to mess with the different settings on them and different editing apps to try and figure out if there's anything hidden in these photos. That last picture was just. Uh, I you definitely uh, gotta get these it. all uploaded for sure. Yeah, and I'll send like the like most important ones to Evan so that he can upload them because I th- think Twitter can upload four or whatever. Yeah, so four I'll, for I'll, Twitter and like ten for Instagram. Yeah, so I'll try and give them the best ones. But like I said, these are all in that bustle article. If you guys want to follow this, just look up Dear David. Yeah, I definitely suggest that just for someone that didn't do the research for it. This is you definitely. I recommend getting visual aids yeah. for it. So just for people at home, it's like a yellow living room wall with a white door in the Polaroid that with the door closed, and then he opens the door, and mm-hmm. it just looks completely black in the Polaroid. Like the doorway is just a black void. Literally, imagine looking out your bedroom door, and it's just completely black. Yeah, it's, there's nothing. It's terrifying. So. August 14th, the day after, he updates again and says, throughout the next few days, uh, the followers ran those photos through the editing and saw that shadow. And he also got recommended, hey, sage is supposed to ward off evil spirits, so maybe get some sage and then burn it through the, like, walk around the apartment, burn that, and see if that helps get rid of whatever is going on. And he updates after he does that and said, didn't work. (laughs) So, at this... I just sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. Just like with the different warding off evil things, it's just a just a spice cabinet, like sage, you know, salt. garlic for vampires, salt, and the other like just warding off evil the things. First are person, just things. The first your... person to come up with any of it, like uh, they're just like, "What do I have?" <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> There's oh, kind pepper that will work. Garlic salt, uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. Paprika, definitely not. Cumin. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Human. laughs> <laughs> so 
at this point, he uh, stops the update for that day. And then the next day on August 15th, 2017, he updates again and says that he had another dream with David in it. And he says in the dream, his bedroom was filled with a hazy smoke and that David was sitting in the chair across the room from him. And he said that David almost looked smaller than he did the first time he saw him. And David didn't say or do anything. He just sat in the chair and was staring at Adam in the dream. So that was the Ooh. update from the 15th. So then there's a few days in between when that update comes and the next one. So on August 18th, he says the cats are still doing the same thing at the door every night at midnight. And he kind of, Adam said, like, he f had this really uneasy feeling. And he's like, it feels like there's some sort of storm coming, like, whether it's with David or whatever. And later the next day, he gets a severe thunderstorm warning on his phone. And it's not, like, that crazy of a thing. but And it's called Hurricane David. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, like, everyone's like, oh, that's so weird. It's like, it's just a coincidence, I think. Right. So there's another, another few days where there's no update. But then on the 21st of August, 2017... He has another dream with David in it, and in the dream, David is grabbing Adam by the arm and dragging him through an abandoned warehouse. Oh, Ooh, no. And Adam says creepy. that in the dream, he didn't fight back and didn't feel like he needed to like try and escape for whatever reason and didn't think that much of it uh, when he woke up. But then he woke up, and he said that he had a bruise on his forearm. And he admitted that it could have been something that had maybe happened the day before that he just didn't notice. But he said that it was kind of near the area where he had been dragged in a dream. So he just thought it was kind of odd. And he took a photo of it, and it might be a little hard to see, but you I can, can, see, it, you can yeah. see a red mark on like his forearm just above his wrist. Oh, yeah. And so he said that that happened immediately after he hit, like he was getting ready to shower and then he noticed it after he had woken up from that dream. And so at the same time that he had this dream that he was being dragged through an empty warehouse, there's another weird coincidence. So as he was walking to get coffee, there's a place that he passed all the time and it was a warehouse that serviced food carts, like fixed up food carts. And he said every day it was usually bustling and busy. But when he walked past it this day, after he had that dream, it was all empty, completely cleared out and abandoned. And so he walked inside just to check it out. And he said the only thing that he really found in there was a green chair, hmm. which was the same color as the chair that he first saw David in. <laughs> <clears throat> Don't love that. So he went to go get the coffee after he had went through the warehouse and then he said upon passing the warehouse again the shutter door for the warehouse was closed and remained closed for the duration of pretty much the rest of the story except for one period which i'll bring up in a little bit but he pretty much just concluded by saying that he had a strange weekend <laughs> which i'd say is pretty accurate so that were well maybe i missed something could that warehouse have been the store that he died in that's pretty much what he was saying is that like well i don't know about like david dying in there but maybe yeah it he just said that it happened in a store and that a shelf fell on him so okay we don't really have much more detail as far as that goes well and also he's small so maybe he didn't know what a store he didn't he's small so he doesn't know what a store is so maybe it could have been true you know what I mean? Yeah, he's just a child. Right. Like, maybe he was like, this is a store. We're in a big place. Yeah. Who knows? Evan, any any comments? You want to make fun of him somewhere? 
<laughs> yeah, you want to make fun of a dead child, Evan? Yeah. I regret a lot of things <laughs> in my life. And this isn't one of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, yeah, that that is bad. That's that's uh I don't want to get haunted. It's by just kind David. of odd, you know. It's like weird coincidences that come up. It's actually coincidence eyes. <laughs> Coincidences. <laughs> Coincident <Yeah. laughs> dosts. Oh, no. We're getting bad. It's getting worse. <laughs> go, Jacob, go. <laughs> All right, so then there's uh, four more days in between that update and the next one. And on August 25th, 2017, uh, Adam says he begins getting calls from an unmarked number every night, multiple times a night. Yeah, and me too. <laughs> <laughs> they're calling about this car's extended warranty. <laughs> Uh, so he ignored him for a while, and then one day he decided to answer because he's like, well, I know these calls sometimes come through, and once you answer them, maybe they'll stop because it's just an automated thing, and then once it recognizes that the person answered, it doesn't call again. But he said he answered, and he didn't say anything, and all he heard was static on the line for a little less than a minute, and then after that stopped, it was just silent, and he heard what he thought might be breathing, and then at the end, there was a quiet Hello. No, there was mm. not. And then he hung up the phone and watched TV all night after that without sleeping. <laughs> I'm calling bull. And he posts a screenshot of his call log, and it's literally like 12 calls in a row that it say unknown number. And there's one, they're like all red saying like he didn't answer them. And then there's one that's black that he did it, where he chose that he answered one, but he still kept getting them after that. So mm. I have one. What? One theory, but not not now because I'm having too much fun. Okay. <laughs> so the next update comes on August 28th, three days after that one. And from August 28th to September 11th, 2017 is when this kind of spans the time frame of, but the Bustle article put them all together as one. So Adam decided to buy a pet cam because he was going to be out of town in Japan for a couple weeks. So he set it up in his apartment when he first got Classic. it. And this was before he left for his trip. But he decided to move that green rocking chair that he had in his room out of his room into the living room where the pet cam was now. And so it pretty much was motion detected. So anytime something moved, it would turn on. So that way, if his cats were hanging out at home or like if for whatever reason, someone ended up in the apartment while he was gone, he could see it on the camera and call whoever was watching the cats or whatever to tell them something's going on. So on the 28th of August, he got a few updates that his motion camera went off. And basically, it was just like a Wi-Fi thing. It would send alerts to your phone. And the first one he watched, he didn't really see anything interesting, but he rewatched it again. And I think it's like about six seconds in, he sees that the rocking chair that's now in the living room starts to rock on its own for a few seconds. And the same night, he gets another update. And in the video that... There's a bookshelf in his living room that's got, like, fake plants and stuff and books and st all that stuff on it. And so the video shows that a turtle shell that he had hanging up above the bookshelf falls off the wall behind the shelf. So he doesn't have an explanation for that because it's been hanging there since he moved in. I got an explanation. He's effed. He's <laughs> <laughs> being haunted by a ghost. <laughs> and in the same video... People on Twitter notice that there's a glass that's on, like a cup that's on the table, and it moves on its own. But someone replied and said there's a, a scientific explanation for that. Basically, like, if, nerd, if <laughs> we're debunking ghosts, Evan. <laughs> so basically, if there's condensation on the glass, it'll pool at the bottom, and the glass will sit on top of 
the water and eventually the tension and the water will break and it'll cause the like the air underneath to slide and the glass will move on its own i've seen that before i have seen that before actually so that's basically what people say happened uh, the only thing weird about it was that the glass is green like the chair stop it so, all right he said green <laughs> that's right yep that's everything it's the whole story right so here. to update my situation about me getting haunted a i don't own like anything really that green except the blanket that you we're own doing a green this kitchen knife no, that's gone. Oh. They, they have that actually. Alex and Marshall <laughs> have that now. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, two, I'm currently sitting in a rocking chair, so really don't love this. But the ro- the rocking chair that he owns is like, it it looks like almost uh like a plastic seat, and it's just like got little metal. It's actually rockers. just like an old rocking toy horse. <laughs> I just am picturing them getting home now, and that green knife just like floating in the air. But hold on, but it turns funny. It's like the Scooby Doo scene when he has to like on guard with like the, the, the sword that's just I, floating. There. I thought you were gonna say it like cuts a hole in the darkness. No, and then, that's yeah, 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 both of those are funny. Um, but in the same update on September fifth, Adam posts another pet cam footage update, which he had running all day every day. And in this video, it shows Maxwell the cat, who's becoming a star in this story, to uh, basically both the cats are hanging out in the living room and just kind of sitting there. And then all of a sudden, Maxwell kind of freaks out and jumps backwards over something. And like the other cat doesn't react at all. But Maxwell just kind of freaks out. And then like a couple minutes later, it shows Maxwell sitting on the couch on his hind legs like batting at something in the air which should it wouldn't be that weird normally it should just be a bug but adam said that basically maxwell would just like try and eat bugs he wouldn't really swat at them and then maxwell just kind of sits there and like looks towards the camera on his hind legs it's just kind of more weird cat activity and finally on september 11th the camera records adam walking past the shelf where the turtle shell had fallen behind into the kitchen. And then literally seconds after that, a small knitted cactus plant that he had falls off the bookshelf. And then you see Adam return into the room and look at the floor and be like, what the fuck? And then he picks it up and takes a picture of it. And like the, the pot is broken and everything, but yeah, weird things happen around the bookshelf. So I mean, leave the succulents out of this. They didn't do anything. <laughs> it's not real. It's just a little knitted one. But Oh, gotcha. But yeah, that's... <laughs> just the fact we just clarified hey, that. You gotta, no you gotta... plants were harmed in the we're writing. covering <laughs> all our bases. <laughs> we're talking about this guy just about to die from yeah. a, like a ghost. <laughs> but it's like, it is eerie because watching the video of the turtle shell falling when no one's there and then seeing him actually react to it, like this plant falling, it's just kind of odd. And uh, I mean, I guess you could have something set up to maybe have another person behind the camera pull it off or something. But I don't know. It just feels like kind of a lot of work to go through for a Twitter horror story. But I guess if you're really dedicated. So September 16th is the next update. And Adam says he has another dream. So in this one, he said he wakes up, quote unquote, and sees a severed head with a bloody spine attached to it that slinks down the bed on the pillow next to him. And so the head is staring at Adam with a huge smile on its face. And Adam screams at it and says, what happened to you? 
And in reply, the head smiles even bigger and goes, it feels great. And then he wakes up. No. Kind of kinky. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then <laughs> in the same. What up- was the, uh, in our first Gems of Horror, we talked about, I think I talked about uh, different ghosts. That the, that describes one of the ghosts that I talked about. Oh, oh the floating yeah, that one the woman. And it gets caught in the bushes. Yeah, it gets caught in the vines. Damn ghosts are caught in my vines. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just It's that. like a stray balloon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to get haunted as I'll get out. Hey, better you than me. Uh, in this... <laughs> Good thing I have an attack dog. There, <laughs> yeah, so... right? The one that runs away when you're watching, watching scary movies. The ghost. Movies. Stop jumping on me, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I just run. Another... I'm so sorry. <laughs> he's like really upset. <laughs> Mr. D- I'm like, Zuki, treat. No, sit, <laughs> sit, sit. And he's like, thank you. Now I can go back to haunting you in peace. Yeah. <laughs> he grabs a knife. Thank you. <laughs> it's the least you could do as a responsible pet owner. So in this update, he also <laughs> says that he thought he was seeing black figures looking in his window at night, even though he's on the second floor. And then one night he said he couldn't sleep, so he went for a walk to clear his head, and he passed that warehouse again. And he said when he walked past the shuttered door, he heard like a thud on the other side of it. So he was like, I'm not going to look through the window because I don't want to know what I'm going to see. So he pulled out his phone, turned on the flash, and took one photo through the window and then ran the fuck out of there. <laughs> so upon reviewing the photo, it, there's like office supplies, like a rolling chair and a filing cabinet and stuff. And the Twitter sleuths went on their good old mission to update these photos, up the brightness, up everything to see if there's anything else. And people were like, oh, look at that. You can kind of see what looks like a figure standing in the corner with a dent in its head. And obviously this could just be photo editing. And who knows if it's Photoshop or whatever. But if you look, you can kind of see a face and what looks like a head with a dent in the corner. Where, uh... You can see like eyes and a mouth. Mark doesn't believe in any. No, of this. no, no! I want to see it again. But, I, I just, I just, I need to. Oh, I, need... I definitely see it. No, exactly no, no! Like no the don't picture. just see How do you see not it? see it? It's right there. You can see eye, eye, dent in the head. But <laughs> it's also one of those things. Like once it's pointed out, let's. Like, yeah, I definitely. Exactly, see it. and it's it's one of those things where it's like it it could just be the phenomenon of like people looking for faces and things that aren't actually. Kinda looks there. like it's pushing a cart. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is. No. Almost looks like it's um. Wait, pushing a cart? What? what? Yeah, they fix food carts there. Oh, really? I yeah. Feel like you're not looking at the same Wait, before. do they really? They did. <laughs> what? <laughs> have you been nuts. paying attention at all? Yeah, I have. That's <laughs> a huge plot twist. Wait, dude. food carts, as in like at grocery stores, or I, it did not like say, get your hot dogs. The first yeah, $5. time, literally the first time they say it, it's just like they fix carts at this warehouse. I was like. I don't even know what the hell that means. Yeah, are we talking go carts, food then, carts? Well, and then later on, on, it says food carts. Can I, I don't know. Photo one more time. Just one more time. <sighs> I just got. No, just hold on. Hold on. I just got. I got an idea here. Okay. Well, there's photo. I don't know what the hell I was looking at. <laughs> I don't either. Ah, well, wait. No, no. I can't even fake it. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so it it's like I said, it could be Photoshop. It could just be like. 
people seeing things that aren't there. But either way, it's kind of eerie because he heard a noise on the other side and then took that photo. So now from September 22nd to October 5th, 2017, Adam is in Japan. So it's pretty much just vacation photos and stuff like that. He's not at home. Uh, <laughs> I'm just picturing David, but with one of those straw hats <laughs> in the background of like his uh, tourist photo, like by um, just by just in Tokyo, it's by like just, a shrine or something, yeah, by by a nice shrine by a cherry blossom tree. It's just David with one of those straw hats. <laughs> He's but like putting up the peace but sign, it, but like... it's tilted because it like half his head's gone. Uh, it was kind of funny that. Uh, Adam does post a photo from a shrine where he finds like this little charm and it says, please protect my cats or something on it Aww. on it. And he's like, oh, that's cute. Hmm. And then he picks back up on October 6th to the 14th, 2017. He reports that once he returns home, he starts having electrical issues around the house, which if you know anything about haunting scenarios, a lot of the times there will be electrical interference. And the theory behind it is that ghosts kind of use that power to manifest themselves kind of feed off electrical things to give themselves enough power to move stuff or appear or whatever you want to say really fun considering i had to uh fix my oven my electrical oven <gasps> hey it broke like two months ago so it's not this but... i ain't saying anything but uh he said it's already here <laughs> he's in the oven with the, the real david please stand up <laughs> nothing it's one All question right. yeah Okay, no, 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 we're not doing this. No, 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 no. Anyways, so he said he has been having electrical issues around the house, and he says that the light bulb in his hallway burns out twice within less than a week. So he had to replace it twice, and then eventually he just said, "I'm not going to replace it again." So just left it out. Could be faulty. Could be running a few too many watts to that location. True. True. Do true. Or he could be haunted up the up <laughs> strictly in with the everything that's going on. I'd likely say he's not haunted. <laughs> uh, so he had like an LED strip of lights behind his TV, kind of as a backlight that he would turn on and off. But he started seeing that it was turning on and off on its own. Like he would be in his bedroom, come out for a glass of water at night, and then notice a light in the living room, and then it would turn off, and then it would turn back on and turn off. And then eventually it just died altogether. And then he yelled at the ghost for uh, killing Mother Earth. Exactly. Because huh. he paid bills? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> you don't pay a are damn Are you paying bill. rent? <laughs> it's like the, key, I don't know if you've seen it, the Keen Peel skit where they got a bunch of roommates in a meeting. <laughs> yeah. And one of them is literally like a demonic guy. <laughs> yeah. But they're not blaming him for anything going on. <laughs> it's like the, uh, I think you should leave sketch where he's just like, do I do these fuckers come out of the wall and shoot a, a big load <laughs> oh my God. what you said we could swear <laughs> for people that don't know what that is that's just gonna throw them through a loop <laughs> go watch i think you should leave on netflix if you want context for that it is so funny uh but after noticing the lights in the living room going on and off he said he couldn't sleep one morning and he decided to go to a diner for food because he was just laying in bed. So he said that when he got home and was getting ready for work, he kind of heard scratching noises at the door. So he took another peephole picture in which he sees another, what he thinks is a face, almost directly up to the peephole, which, let me see if I have it. I thought I did, but maybe I don't. 
uh yeah i guess i didn't save that one but it basically is just like all black when he takes a photo through it and you can kind of see an eye down in one corner and what looks like an ear off to the right the left hand side of the photo mm. so someone on twitter ended up taking that photo and making a gif of it where he outlines it with like white marks so that you can kind of see it better i do have that photo so that's what people kind of say it looked like because when he was in japan he saw a statue that looked like a child with a dented head which i don't really think is anything it's just kind of a coincidence huh. what is that? but this is a peep he took a picture through the peephole and it would be better if i had the original photo for context but mm. i can show you guys later but regardless it's pretty much like it, people say that there's a face in the peephole that looks like a child and it's kind of creepy regardless Oh, so, ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Don't like that. So bas it. basically, he realizes, like, at this point, going on vacation didn't help to get rid of this. And he decided that it was time to bring someone in to try and maybe help him out to get rid of this evil spirit that he had going on. So it's about two weeks in between updates. And October 26, 2017, Adam updated again. And at this point, the updates get a little fewer and far between but when he does update they're longer updates so mm -hmm. that he covers the span where he didn't say anything and he says he had a friend come over to cleanse the house and it appeared to work for about a week and then after that he was on his work one on his way to work one day and he passed that warehouse that had been closed and the door was open again except for this time there was something inside and it was a hearse and but mm -hmm. It's only a few days before Halloween, so, I mean, it could just be a hearse that's, like, a prop for a haunted house or yeah. something like that, True. perhaps. But it's just kind of weird, <laughs> like, the timing of everything. Insane coincidence. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Is this 2018, so is this, like... 2017. So this all happens within a couple months? Yeah, so it started in August, and we're in October now. Jeez Louise, there's so much. Dude, this ghost went hard in the paint. He answered, like... He asked three questions. When this thing comes uh, for me, I gotta just remember two, 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 two. We want to. Yeah, you just like follow those directions. Do you ever get those like trick questions from your teachers back in elementary school where you have to follow the directions very like closely? This is one of those times exactly. where it's like you can't. Gotta keep my focus. And it's kind of eerie too because like, uh, so three is like the number of the like evil or whatever. Like the witching hour is three o'clock. Oh yeah. Like. So it's kind of weird that three is the number that you can't approach on this one. It's two because you'd think like, oh, three would be the number that you have to go to. You know, have you seen the uh, I think it's it's one of the Austin Powers where he it's uh, Will Ferrell's character. Mark needs to be down here for this. It's Will's Will Ferrell's character. And he's like, I can't stand to be asked three questions in a row. <laughs> just a bad number i guess Apparently. maybe he's steer day he, he gets that third question just pissed pissed absolutely pissed <laughs> freaking pissed so he sees the hearse inside the warehouse but the next part is kind of what escalates things to like a new level i guess you could say so on the 25th of october he says that he's walking through the kitchen for a beer and he looked through the window outside above the sink and he says he noticed someone watching him from the opposite roof. So he says he dropped to the floor, turned off the light, and took out his phone and put it up to the window and took a photo. And it's kind of dark and blurry, but as Twitter does, so this is the original photo. So 
Uh You can't really see too much in it. I'm sorry, Evan. I can't reach too far. But all good. Okay. So it's kind of dark, but Twitter did what they did best and turned up the brightness, and whoa, you can see a little child. Oh, so it looks like there is a small child on the the roof across from him, staring through the window directly at Adam. So at this point, he's like sick he's not in my house don't like that (laughs) but this whole time it's been david trying to get into the house pretty much you know yeah yeah, so it's like now he has something that he can see where it proves that theory Mm -hmm. so that was october 26th when he updated that the next one comes on november 6th 2017 and adam has another dream about david and in this dream david is sitting uh on a recliner in his room that he's had in there the whole time Instead of that rocking chair that he used to have in there. Again, like he pays bills. <laughs> You're just lounging. <laughs> Get a job. <laughs> so Freaking hippie. Adam is paralyzed and almost completely paralyzed, but he can he has a little movement in his hands. So in his dream, he grabs his phone and takes photos of David in the chair and then wakes up. So when he wakes up, he grabs his phone and looks at the camera roll, mm. and there's photos in there. No. So in the photos, you can fairly clearly see a child sitting in the chair, proceeding to jump off the chair, run towards the bed, and get creepily close to the bed. And oh, these are going to make me cry. So I will show you the photos in succession. <gasps> so these are all the Brighton photos, not the originals. There's no way this can be real, but, dude. So that's the, that's the first one. That's the one of him running towards the bed. Oh, no. It's look at that dent in the head. And that's him standing really close to the bed. Oh, uh, Jacob, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> there's just no way. So his head looks like the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> Evan! <laughs> Evan! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can I I gotta get back into spooky mode by looking at those pictures? Yeah. Here, Alex, I'll give I you... Need the, I need the spooky pictures I'll again to get phone. back into the oh, moment. Yeah, you, can, you can scroll Jeez. through. Jeez. You're ruining these spooky moments. <laughs> so for, for those at home... Comment, also, for <laughs> for shit. the audio listeners, this child has Everyone? like a striped sweater. Yeah. I feel like the creepiest outfit that a child could wear is a striped sweater. Yeah. It looks like an oversized, like almost Freddy Krueger style sweater. <gasps> and then the second photo of it running literally looks like it's about to throw a punch. Yeah, it's like it's look a, at this, Ev. It's a, it's very eerie. Look at Mark. It looks like oh, the no. death star. <laughs> I Dude, I Mark can't, is scared. I can't get it out. No, of my Mark's head. never scared. No, no, I, no, I'm not. <laughs> He's scared. No, this is weak. <laughs> weak. <laughs> so those those are like the first time you see like almost clear photos of whatever he's seeing in his room and getting very close and personal to him. So at this point, David is in the house, not messing around anymore. Yeah. And I have been making a lot of jokes. In all reality, I am very terrified. I, gonna, I feel like jokes are the coping mechanism in this situation. Because so. I don't know how to handle emotions. <laughs> so that was November 6th, and the next update comes on November 17th, 2017. So Adam says he's beginning to hear noises similar to the sound of like something falling coming from above his apartment. And as far as he knows at this point, he thinks that because there's a crawl space above the staircase, like towards 
basically it's an l-shaped staircase and there's a landing where it turns and directly above that landing there's a cross like a a uh, little latch to go up and from what he thought it was just the latch that got you to the roof but he figured out that that latch takes you to a crawl space that's about three feet tall and it's like over 10 feet up so he can't obviously get to it without a ladder or anything so he decided to get a telescoping pole which basically like collapses in on itself and then you can pull it out like a telescope or like a whatever like what are those things called the pirates use i cannot think of the name uh, telescope is that what it's called no yeah. no <laughs> like where jack it's sparrow like pulls out the really long one no. is that yes. called a telescope what is it by, by binoculars <laughs> we are idiots <laughs> binoculars we're a telescope <laughs> we're what a do full history use? to see it, things it's a far away no. it's not a telescope a monocle Spyglass, spyglass, spyglass. Sure, I don't know if that's what right. a badass. We're gonna game. go with. Arr, arr, get my yeah, that spyglass. <laughs> also, a side note: you can get a full spyglass for only twenty-two dollars. Where at? Amazon.com. Not sponsor. <laughs> Is that gonna be your, your costume? What? Where is it? Dress as a Where is it delivering to? The Caribbean. <laughs> I just, I, did, I just put in Tortuga. <laughs> I Tortuga. I Tortuga. So he, he gets like a pole that basically like collapses in on itself and then extends yep. so that he can kind of like poke that door open. It's kind of sexual. So he. In what way? I, I just felt like saying it. <laughs> so that was November 17th. He orders that pole off of Amazon. And on November 28th, 2017, he says that the noises are getting louder and louder. Pretty much they sound like giant crashes now above his apartment. And they're loud enough to wake him up at night. So once he got the uh, the pole that he was going to use to push that hatch open, he went into the hall one day and he noticed there was debris on the stairs below the hatch. So he set his phone up on a shelf in the hallway and recorded a video of himself pushing that hatch open with the pole. And when he opens it, you see something fall out onto the floor. And he says he didn't re- really look at it at first and just went to go turn off the recording. And then he went back down and realized that it was a small old leather shoe. And so here's a photo of the shoe that he found Are in you the hatch. Serious? And okay, for real. For those at home, it's li- like just a crude black leather shoe like the tongue is up and it looks all worn and tattered so he's got to go up there right so he contacts the landlord and says hey you got to come check this out and see if there's anything up there because i have debris on my staircase from this hatch and so the landlord brings over a ladder and looks up inside and initially claims he doesn't see anything and then he goes oh wait and then he comes back down and he hands adam a small green marble (gasps) there's the green again uh, and so the person that wrote this bustle article did some research and from the picture of the marble it shows a little bump on the top of the marble and they went hard on the research here and basically marbles back in the day they were made from glass and you had to cut the top where it was connected and that's why there was a bump on the top but that dated this marble back to being over a century old so this was like a real old marble. <laughs> so he finds an old leather shoe and an old marble up in that hatch. Oof. 
that was December or that was November twenty eighth, and a little over two weeks pass, and December twelfth, twenty seventeen is the next update. And Adam states that he's been feeling under the weather and not sleeping well, but really nothing major has occurred until the eighth or the sixth of December. And so Adam decided he wanted to download a phone app on his phone that he would set it up on a shelf and it would take a photo every 60 seconds in his room. And it would pretty much show his bedroom as wide as possible and like his bed with him sleeping in it. So he set that up that night and most of these photos end up just showing him sleeping. But eventually they show David standing on the recliner. Then a couple photos later, he's staring at the ceiling in the same spot. And then it shows him, looks like he almost collapsed out of the chair. And then he stays in that position for a while. And then he's gone. And then a few photos later, he reappears standing next to the bed. Then standing on the bed, staring Uh... at Adam. And then the next one shows him standing on the bed, staring at the camera. No. And then there's blank photos for a couple. And then there's a photo of what looks like a portion of a head. And the camera gets pushed up. So the frame changes slightly. And I will show you those uh, photos now. I don't know like if I want to see them. So, I was hoping this would be one that you didn't. Okay. So that's, that's oh, my f- dude, the striped motherfucking sweater again. So I'm zooming in. Can I see him yet? Oh. <gasps> look at it, that dented. So His ears look so big with a dented head. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so that's the first photo of him standing on the recliner. Oh. Gollum, he Gollum. Does, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't have any pants. Hey, you guys. <laughs> and let me grab the rest of them. I mean, Mark's not scared. Dude, Mark is the scariest cat no, here. No, I'm no, not even no, going to lie. Oh, I, no I guess scary. I didn't get the rest of them. <laughs> Dang, the rest of them are scary too, but I guess I didn't have them. No. no. I'll have to. Oh, oh, rat. <laughs> oh, no. I'll have to show you guys after, but. The problem was on my phone, the article took forever to load, so mm-hmm. the photos would take like literally five minutes to load on the on the article. So I think the one staring at the camera would be the spookiest it's for me. It's pretty creepy. I will show you all of them after the fact, but just know that it's not fun. Um, for audio listeners, Mark is, is very <laughs> much scurried into the corner scurried. of the couch, <laughs> and he is a scaredy cat. Alex, People, you're... that is malarkey. <laughs> I am kind of scared, but not <laughs> yeah. too bad. He admitted it. Dear David. Yeah. No, no, no. Leave David out of this. It's just a growing boy. Kalima. Kalima. All right, Pronounce we have calamari. <laughs> yeah, everything's picking up, so I don't know what, what that was. Dear was David messed up our audio, so if there's a little cut in there, that's why. But we're back. We're back with more spooky tales of Evan getting haunted by a child. <laughs> yeah, it was my audio, too. <laughs> yep, it was Evan's audio, so I guess he kind of asked for it. Did but... you see what he was wearing? <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick back up on January 2nd, 2018. So this is the biggest gap between updates that we've seen so far. It was December 12th, 2017, now January 2nd. And the reason for that is that Adam returned home for Christmas back to Montana to his parents' house. And he said that while he was back, he kind of just felt off. And one night while he was in the bathroom, he felt like someone was watching him the whole time, like through the window. So he went out the next day to check the snow to see if there was any tracks or anything. He said he found some animal tracks in the snow. 
But he also found a trail of small child-sized footprints. And if these footprints are legitimate, that means that David is not only haunting his apartment, but haunting Adam and anywhere he goes. So... It's like the man in the hat who like is right behind that character yep. in Haunting the oh, Hill House. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's just very it, obsessed. Just following you anywhere you go, which is just the worst thing. So Yeah, like a ghost that's not attached to a house. It's like, nah, nah, me and you <laughs> at the hip. You can move anywhere you want, buddy. I'm going to come hey, right with move you. move to Florida. I love <laughs> humid temperature. Could really go for some like ocean breeze. Right. Give me a Mai Tai right now. <laughs> That's all he wants. I'll stop haunting if you take me to Florida. <laughs> Can you imagine just seeing like floating sunglasses in a beach chair? <laughs> There's just like a tube out with, there, like moving on its own. With like some sunscreen right where a nose would be. <laughs> <laughs> a floating pair of swim trunks. Ooh. <laughs> so after returning home from his vacation, Adam has another dream in which David is physically floating above him in the dream. And eventually, at David shoots downward into Adam, and then that's when he wakes up. And his phone, still positioned on the bookshelf, snaps a picture of this. And I really wish I had it, but I just didn't get a chance to get those. So I'll show you guys later. But it's it's pretty like you can see like the motion lines from the picture and everything on this picture, and it's pretty terrifying. <laughs> so. Two weeks after this, on January 16th, 2018, Adam posts to his Instagram story, and it's just photos of him at brunch with a friend, and they're just like normal pictures. But he wakes up the next day after this, and a bunch of people on Twitter are tagging him and saying, why did you post that weird photo on your Instagram story? What is that? Like, did you mean to post that? He's like, what are these people talking about? So he looks back on his story, and there's this distorted photo and it's basically like normal photo on top and then it's just like a pink line of distortion and then like blue lines of distortion on the bottom and not only is that part distorted but there's like a face overlaid on top of adam's face in the photo you can see like two eyes like on his face that aren't his and people now are saying like I think that the photo of him falling into your body was him possessing you. And now he's like distorting your photos on Instagram and stuff. And at the same time that this is happening, Adam is claiming like there's periods of time where I just don't remember. Like I'm losing time now. So like to this day, no, I don't know. Like the, the updates stop after a while. And I'll get to, like, as we go, I'll get to all that. But, Ooh. like, at the time, he's just like, yeah, like, I'm feeling, like, sick. I'm, like, not sleeping well. I have lost time that I can't account for. My head constantly hurts. It's... I want to destroy Alderaan. <laughs> <laughs> Ready the phaser. <laughs> <laughs> so then there's almost two weeks of silence from uh, Adam's account. And on January 28th, 2018, there's a video posted to his Twitter account that shows Maxwell the cat meowing at the door and then turning and meowing towards the camera. It's about a 30-second video, and the camera angle is, like, positioned on the floor towards the door, and there's no caption with it, no tweet thread that he usually does when he does updates, just a blank video with no context to it. 
And so people are like, Adam, is this you posting? Like, or is something like compelling you to just post random videos to your Twitter account now? And so that's all we get on January 28th. And then February 3rd, we get another update and Adam tweets three words, no capitalization. There's a double space in it. Very different than his usual grammar on his tweets. And just says, everything is fine. No. And in between is and fine, there's a double space. It's not fine. Which is just completely different than all of his other tweets have been. They're like all properly punctuated, capitalized, like good grammar and everything. Right, like he's a writer. He's so a writer he's... for BuzzFeed. So. Oh, daddy, I can't see real well. Is that <laughs> <laughs> I can't see fucking shit out of this thing. <laughs> My wife made these. <laughs> Oh shit! I don't made mine worse. <laughs> <laughs> so that's February third, and on February sixth, twenty eighteen, Adam makes a personal life update in his normal Twitter threads, in the the same format as the original updates had been, and he announces that he has left his job at BuzzFeed to pursue like personal projects of his own, and the only oddity in there that there was a phrase in there where it said, I feel good, and in between feel and good, there was another double space. So in the prior tweet, it was between everything is fine, there was a double space between is fine, and now between feel good, there's another double space. So it's just kind of odd. Like, he's never really done something like that before. So that's the 6th of February. On the 14th, he makes another tweet saying that everything's okay with no capitalizations and different punctuation than he normally does. And he also puts a smiley face emoticon, like the colon with the parenthesis, which he's never put in any of his tweets before this. And then there's another video that he posts with no caption that's almost a minute and a half long of Maxwell meowing at the door from a different camera angle than from the one on the floor. But it's like not where it usually is from, like where he's like standing and recording. It's like from like on the coffee table or something. It's just like set there. Well, I mean, in David's defense, after he possessed this guy, he was born in, like, the 1800s <laughs> with leather fine. shoes. He's figuring things out. He's not Could a videographer say, quite yet. Could you say that the the height of a coffee table is the height of a child? That could be, too. I'm looking at my coffee table right now, and yeah. good my nephews have banged their heads quite a bit on that. <laughs> so, it's just... Weird things happening. Like, this is way out of the ordinary for what he's been doing this entire time. Mm-hmm. So, there from February 14th until June 6th, there's no updates on the story. And then June 6th, 2018, he updates everyone that he's been busy working on personal projects and that he's doing okay. And at this point, he also announces that he gets contacted by the producer of the movie It and a writer from The Conjuring spinoff about making a movie of the story that he's been telling. Mm -hmm. So this is where a lot of people kind of hop off the train and say, you just did this so that you could get a movie deal or get some book written or something like that. And whatever you believe is what you believe. But regardless, Adam claims to this day that what he's been going through is absolutely real and he sticks to his story 100%. So if you don't believe him, you don't have to. Not going to take anything off of his no skin off his back but Mm. it he claims to this day that all of this is real didn't make any of this up it's things that were happening to him so 
So people are mad that he might make money off this experience? They basically say, like, you just told a good story so that people would put traction behind it so that you could get a deal. Okay. I mean, that's what a writer does. Exactly. It's like... Stephen King wrote a book to get good traction to make a movie. That's the thing. It's like, either way, the Dear David story, it's a a good modern horror tale that takes us step-by-step through an experience of someone else, whether it's true or not. And... The internet as a whole has spawned tons of horror tales like creepypasta to like now Twitter horror as this is now called. But it's kind of cool because we get to see new folklore get created like before our eyes. Like it's it's not like word of mouth tales passed down from generation to generation as it was before. But it's like modern folklore. It's we're adding to the, the mythos of folklore via the internet. And now people can go look it up and find it for themselves. And I think that's kind of a cool thing about technology, too, is like we can see the progression of how new phenomenon gets spawned versus back in the day. Very true. Like, let's say he just did this all like it's a story. That's an amazing story. Yeah. With so many different features. It's like you have to put so much time and effort into faking the videos, faking the photos. The editing? Constantly updating your Twitter and making it sound cohesive. Seems like too much work. It's Especially (laughs) when you're working a full-time job for a company that you have to edit like, and illustrate for. Mm -hmm. It just seems like, why would you go out of your way, outside of your job, to do the same thing you do at your job while you're at home? I just... It doesn't really seem like it'd be worth it to me, but I don't know. Also, if it was like, to me, if he was faking it, I feel like I would have made it way more crazy oh i would have been so dramatic yeah Yeah, some of that stuff was so like normal it's so nonchalant some of the time like the whole warehouse thing like i wouldn't even thought of put to put that in like oh it's just an empty warehouse what is the what does that matter to me Mm. so i don't know either way like even though that you could put real world effects like into the like and fake these photos like it it all could be fake but Either way, the stories vary. The fact remains that whatever happened to Adam Ellis was an experience for not only him, but thousands of people at the same time, and everyone's going to remember that experience as they went through it. So, I mean, Ooh. it's it's all a personal story for someone at this point. Like, I wonder if it turns into one of those things. I believe this was also the first Gems of Horror, where we talked about how when multiple people believe in something, it actually creates the demon. Topos, yeah. thank you, Marshall. Yeah, exactly. What if this guy... Oh, I'll be so pissed if this guy turned into Topo. Because <laughs> it's coming straight for me. But I think that's the cool part about it, is because e- even if you don't believe that this is true, it's the same thing with Bigfoot. There's plenty of people that don't believe any of the stories about Bigfoot, but yet it still per- like meshes its way into modern culture through one way or another and i think that's kind of the cool thing about seeing a story like this come to fruition Mm -hmm. is that whereas all of these things that we know like bigfoot or ufos or gray aliens these are all established stories that we've seen like as we go and now we get to see something come like in our lifetime as it comes and i think that's just kind of cool like a way that we can see history being made in a way you know yeah it's in a format that's how we interact with the world like yeah. that's like twitter is honestly how we get our news as uh people our age yeah and something for good and for bad i will fully admit that but like it's just a very interesting channel 
to tell a full length multi-month interactive interactive yes thank you alex um like horror story yeah it's literally a like almost a year-long thing like it's half a year where it's like constant updates and then there's like a gap and then in june again he gives us another one so it's like 10 months or whatever and you know so many people were just checking his profile every single day exactly times a day right just to see an update what's up alex do you guys think like like, let's just say it's real let's just say david's real do you guys like first off like when you believe in ghosts do you believe that like david is i mean not necessarily a nice ghost but like do you think david is someone who died and then who is maybe stuck but then to me he was doing kind of malicious things to make me think that to Mm. make me think (laughs) to make me think that he's maybe like a demon Who's, like, pretending to be a baby? Like, what do you guys think about, like, who David could be? Like, is he really a ghost? Is he a spirit? Like, what are your, what are your guys' thoughts on that? <clears throat> My initial impression on it or opinion on it would be that demonic presence presences presences Yeah, yeah, just say an S. It's a very easy yeah. one. <laughs> I think they try and embody something that means something to somebody. I can't necessarily say that like the demons can see the future because I think that's if, depending on your belief system in Christianity. Technically, only like demons have a certain amount of power, just like Satan has a certain amount of power. But certain levels of power are supposed to be reserved for like the Almighty. So let's just say like seeing the future, right? Mm-hmm. But they're supposed to be super smart. It's possible that demons know that they can embody certain things that are going to get more traction or more of a rise out of an individual than something else. Mm-hmm. So maybe a kid really did have a shell fall on him and his head is dented in, but it wouldn't probably take much for a demon to be like, that's a pretty good start. Like yeah, that, the demon, like in the demon world, they're like, kid, I like your story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You it's, son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a more digestible story for a normal person, I feel like. Yeah. It's just... It's simple. It's a kid died yeah. in a tragic accident, and now he's coming back to, like, his spirit hasn't left the world because yeah. he doesn't feel like he has had a just end to his life or whatever, you know? Oh, from yeah, that. You took a different true. route than I did. Yeah, if, if you think he's – go ahead. No, but I'm, I'm saying, like, if oh. a demon could make up that story, it's simple enough. Oh, that way. Like, that it's, way. it's not complicated. No, It's just no. a, a child died. He didn't get a proper end to his life, and now he's come back to – like state his claim or whatever and, and i actually think this is a premise that they delve into with a lot of movies where like somebody's trying to contact a lost relative or something friendly but then something else reaches out exactly and like, i feel like it's a pretty common pre- uh, premise absolutely i'm with you on that one mark so like it makes sense for like a demon or a malicious spirit i say it makes sense like i experienced <laughs> yeah. this before but, like it makes sense to, like make it relatable you know because like, so let's say the first picture that um the guy takes as just this big huge ripped demon thing like he's gonna just move he's gonna probably just like get an exercise or whatever take the proper looks again, like he's already got steps, enough whatever. exercise if he's ripped Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> you can't see but i just gave jacob i just gave jacob nux yes <laughs> but like let's say it's oh it's a kid it's like whatever it's a kid he'll go away my cats are just meowing like, it's always like a slow progression yeah that's what i'm trying to say and then he just like gives him the people's elbow and <laughs> just goes into his body but like if it's just like from the very start it's like oh this is just being honker of a demon yeah. should probably get this checked out you're a little bit more concerned about it right. right or is it just a kid or it could again alex just said or is it just a kid so it's like 
definitely see that as well. It, yeah, and that a kid that wants to live again. I yeah, guess. it's just like, is this just a child spirit that feels like it wants to have another impact uh, on the world that it didn't have in its life or something like that? You know, I mean, whether it's real or not, like it just it's a compelling situation as a whole. Like, even if it's fake, and I I just think it's cool that. Like I said, we can see this being born in front of our eyes, and it's mm-hmm. not your typical, like, conjuring style horror movie where it's, or like, insidious style horror movie yeah. where it's this <laughs> old, evil looking demon monster or something. It's just like, it's just a kid. Yeah. And that, in a way, that's like almost more scary than. I would definitely say it's more scary. Yeah. Well, think about The Shining, the two twins. Like, that's yeah. the scariest part of the entire movie. Yeah. So. Do we have time? Do I have time to tell you guys a scary story that Absolutely. actually is like? Oh, um, yes. Sorry, Mark. I'm keep, I keep asked, taking a reminder. We literally ask for this, this every week. Too, if you want. So, actually, I have two stories that kind of link to this story. So, Sorry, you only get one. So, my... <laughs> you get one in that mic and one yep. of this mic. <laughs> so, my aunt, who lives in Galena, Illinois, which is a very old, old town, she also claims that she's a medium. I do have some, like, quote-unquote mediums in my family. You'll meet them at the wedding. You'll, they, you'll love them. Um, I don't think they're ready for the amount of questions that we're going to have. Yeah. <laughs> so there is one story. So that reminded me of when Adam was dragged by his forearm. So my aunt, she was actually helping. She had a fam- like a close friend who her daughter just like had killed herself and had wrote a letter saying, it to my mother, this you're the reason why I'm killing myself. And so my Aunt Barb was helping her through this moment you know through this time and the daughter ended up visiting my aunt in her dreams and said do not help my mom i hate her like basically saying like don't ever go back i want her to suffer yeah and then pushed her off a cliff and my aunt woke up at at the bottom of the stairs holy shit yeah Freaking way. Yeah. Don't like so, that. <laughs> okay, when I get again, really scared, my eyes water, and I am weeping right now. I'm not even again, kidding. Again, <laughs> so you can see it, right? Yeah. yeah. This was all at high, like in Galena, Illinois, on High Street, and this house was haunted as, as F. And there was, again, in this same house, my aunt, who's a medium, would see like Native Americans in, like, in her yard. But then she also saw this old man who they remodeled their main bedroom to be in the garage. And he would just hang out like by her bed and she would just like, hey, dude, I'm really tired. Can you just go away? And he would just walk like and just leave the room. But my cousin, Mark, again, who you meet at the wedding, um, there was a little boy in his room like a lot. And apparently he was like shut away a lot in this room that was really tiny. And so he would always come and then he would always ask to play. And so when my my cousin was really little, he would say, oh, like I have a friend. Oh. And they would play sometimes, but then my aunt Barb was like, "There's nobody else in this house." That's why I'm scared <laughs> of having children because I know one day you know, they're gonna come up to me and just be like, "I'm so, playing with my imaginary friend Jimmy," and yeah. then it's just like, "Okay, I'm here. Weird knocks in my room yeah. at night. Is that Jimmy?" <laughs> exactly. And again, my final story with this family member is my aunt Barb, and then my cousin Beth. She's the most brilliant person ever. She's a doctor. I love that gal. She's in my wedding. She actually. On my grandfather's, um, we had this, like, um, at the Marriott Hotel, we had, like, a memorial for him. That's actually where he died, at the Marriott Hotel. Long story. But anyway, 
um, I was little and we were like playing out in the hallway in the Marriott and she goes, there he is. I said, what? Mm-hmm. She goes, grandpa. Hi, grandpa. And so she starts, let's go. Like he's saying, come on, come over here. So we like chase. I, I'm running after my cousin Beth and she says like, where are you going? Like stay. And so we run, run, run. And then they end up, we run in like almost to the, um, the opening of the hotel and she goes, bye. And she goes, everyone say bye. And that was the end of that. No, that was just Beth, but Beth and Barb, they're like, that's the mom and the daughter and they're like, they can see people. It seems kind of like, like when people have that ability, like more of like a spiritual connection, it seems like it's kind of a family thing. Like, and that's the whole idea behind the movie malevolent that evan talked about earlier yep that's like the whole premise of that movie pretty much so so i mean with that story that we talked about i'm connecting it is that with the warehouse thing that can happen and then also i mean like with the little kids i mean they're they're a thing but i'm thinking about with the demons they're usually the little kids aren't that awful in this story so i'm thinking maybe you're right it is maybe demons i don't know and like the, the whole thing like the theory behind ghost activity and stuff is like there's what they call intelligent hauntings and residual hauntings. And basically intelligent hauntings are something that can manifest in a way that they see like fit for themselves. Basically like they can manipulate objects or look a certain way, however they want to appear to someone. And then residual hauntings are basically like, for example, the native Americans that your aunt was seeing, it's just something that happened in that specific area and there's they left a certain imprint on like that area of the world and now they can manifest again as they were and then they stay in that spot whereas an intelligent haunting could like follow you per se yeah. or something like that so it, that's pretty interesting that's that's pretty cool that no one's really broken it broken it down like that before that yeah. i've heard and two i just want to like, uh, talk about alex it again that was such a good take because that gave a little bit of credence to the differences between like just a standard ghost that maybe like some people are seeing because you were talking about ghosts and demons before mm-hmm. some people maybe kind of think like there's only one or the other or whatever that's kind of an interesting take to see like no you can see a pretty clear distinction in what might be going on but mm-hmm. i don't know yeah and like the line is not very defined no. on a lot of, it's like all of this is conjecture for the most part because obviously it's not a scientifically proven thing so maybe we should take this podcast to my wedding and let's interview my aunt while she's hammered <laughs> and see what she says hey hey, hey you, you seen some ghosts don't think we won't <laughs> yeah. I'll, they'll just be me from the lizzie borden episode like all right, keep your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like me in a newsboy cap. Like, hey, you seen some ghost lady? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, we have on good authority. You uh, saw some Native Americans in your front yard? <laughs> <laughs> Those were real people. <laughs> but I don't know. I That's where I was at with it. I just wanted to say, like, you know, it's, it's cool to see, like, modern folklore born in, a, mm-hmm. like, an interesting way that, is more, uh, I don't know, like accompanied to the generation that it's presented in. You know what I mean? Where like, it's Twitter. It's like a social media platform that is easy for anyone to have access to. So. Oh, absolutely. Like no one's, I don't want to say no one, but a majority of our generation isn't going to consume a horror book like Stephen King back in the day. Give me, what, 
30, 40 tweets to go through, and I'm all in it. Yeah. Because it's easy enough to just scroll down, see the mm-hmm. updates as they go. And, it, I mean... And most of them are videos or pictures, yeah, so, like, you get the entire it, story. It's a visual media now yeah. that you can consume. And so, like, if it was just... Sorry to interrupt. Like, if it was just, like, a bullshit story, it's a tremendous story. Yeah, either way, you still were entertained for months, like... What's the difference if it's real or We're not? We're talking about it four years after it yeah. happens. So like it's still like very yeah. prevalent. And it it's the same thing with like Slenderman. Slenderman was born in Creepypasta. Like it was a Creepypasta contest to write the scariest story. Someone wrote the Slenderman story and it just took off from there. And it ended up with two young girls almost killing their like peer and mm-hmm. uh, in a town that's a half hour from where we're sitting right now. Shadow, Wisconsin. Yeah. So it's it's Hello. like things like this aren't just an internet phenomenon. They have real world effects sometimes. So it's it like it may seem trivial to talk about sometimes, but it's like some of these things do really affect the surrounding world around us. So Right. The human psyche and just our world in general is so interesting. Like, we think about just incredible things like... I could go so deep all of a sudden. Developing the <laughs> wheel oh, no, and or one... just a creepypasta that gets a girl stabbed like 50 times. times. 37 times. Thank you, Marsh. Like, it's so... Humans are weird as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like... And it just shows, like... that I think there's a natural human instinct to just want to believe like the unknown things that we see mm-hmm. here most of the time it's a perpetual desire to escape from the mundane reality yeah we're in. yeah it's also very in- sorry we're no gonna- no not at all go ahead just very interesting like it's humans haunting humans you know like we're the only species that would ever come up with that it's not like a duck haunting a duck <laughs> can you imagine that like no. like, yeah. like a duck a duck is just trying to get some shut eye duck, just duck, like duck a, goose or? a demon a demon <laughs> yeah, duck is like huh <laughs> Jacob didn't like that comment. So. Duck, duck, get out of here. <laughs> this damn goose won't leave you alone. But, like, it's just super interesting. It's always, you know, a haunted kid that looks like the Death Star. It's a <laughs> demon that's, like, haunting me. It's never just, like, an nope. animal or something that's, like, trying to get me. Um, kind of gives a little bit more credence to humans, like, just the way that our minds work, I guess. Maybe humans are the only ones that can actually project and create these things well and it also shows like a lot because a lot of the times it is something that you recognize that you see but mm-hmm. it may be like a pass on relative per se or something like that and it just shows like people want something new but they also want something that feels familiar at the same time so a yeah. lot of the times even if it's not something like maybe it is something that your mind's just projecting through a dream or something you want something that you can understand, but also something that is f- like some sort of phenomenal thing that you mm-hmm. wouldn't have in your everyday life. You know what I mean? That's super interesting. So that's like my folklore monster. Yes, exactly. Mark, did you have Shout something out. you wanted to say? To... No, no, not that. We got to keep Marsh this in a, under a tight two hours. No, go, no. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, Marsh. Yeah, Marsh. Marsh. Well, one last thought I had too is like from the ghost perspective or demon perspective, whatever you want to say, what if they were just dead, you know, in this limbo and like, they're just like, like they're blind and they're like, just fumbling around like, Oh, what the hell is going on? Like they're just new to this whole scenario and they're like knocking glasses over. Like what the, I used to live here. What the fuck is this? 
like on my table this this dish. I never had this dish. Get this out of here. And you throw a dish. Yeah. And it just spooks everyone else. I don't know. It just hates the decor of your kitchen. <laughs> that's my, that's my ghost. Yeah. I have a interior design ghost in my house. You honestly do I, at this point. You kind of do. Did I talk about this in the show at all? I don't think I have. Yeah, you have. It's about you talked about the. Uh, oh yeah, the sleepwalking and stuff like that. Where did you talk about your uh, computer desk breaking? I don't know. I don't. Remind the people. We okay, have new so if, I don't remember if I talked about this or not, but if I didn't, you're gonna get. A, if I did, you're gonna get a recap. And we're at one forty-five. Sorry, Jacob. So, um, for those of you at home, uh, I bought a house in September of twenty nineteen. So I've been there just over two years now, and I bought this glass desk for my desktop computer upstairs. And so it was sitting up there, completely fine. It's a tempered glass top. And one morning I woke up to this huge crash noise and this is the like middle of winter and I had huge icicles on my uh, gutters at my house. So I thought, oh, maybe one of them fell off the gutter right by my window and that was what I heard. So I looked out there and there's nothing. So I walk around my first floor, nothing. And eventually I go upstairs and I have this tempered glass desk that's shaped like an L and there's two rectangular pieces of glass and then there's like a triangular piece of glass in the corner to create the L shape. I go up there, and that corner piece is just entirely shattered. It literally exploded. So everyone, I I told people about it. Like I sent a Snapchat video to my friends, and they're all just like, oh, well, did you have stuff sitting on it? Maybe there's something too heavy on it. Yeah. Literally, no, literally nothing on it. I have a subwoofer underneath it, but it obviously wasn't playing anything because I was sleeping. And so I looked it up, and apparently tempered glass can just explode like that. <laughs> because there's imperfections in it and eventually it works its way out. But at the time, I was like, what the fuck It just happened? So, cut to... this. Honestly, this might have happened before. I don't even remember. But I had a a photo that Teddy Brown, the guy that was on the last podcast episode that we did, he bought it for me as a joke gift in high school. And it was just this framed photo from Goodwill of a toilet with a basket of towels. And I put it on the back of my toilet bowl, like on the the top of the lid and it had been sitting there for probably almost a year at this point and it had fallen like behind the toilet bowl in front of the toilet bowl because it just slid off and I was cleaning out my bathtub one day and it fell off of the toilet sideways and fell in the corner and shattered the the frame of it and every time it had fallen before it was either directly behind the toilet or it fell like forward onto the toilet and so it was easy enough to pick up and then you heard a whisper papa dude (laughs) (laughs) that movie's scary as fuck watch that one but it fell off the toilet it had to have like either fallen directly backwards fallen on the corner and bounced like over two feet but it was underneath my uh like the counter like underneath the shelf and it's like a good like foot and a half two feet that it would have had to slide underneath there to get there so that happened like while I was in the room and then cut to six months later, I have my first ever sleepwalking experience where I go to bed in my room where I always sleep in my room with the door closed. I put my phone on a pad charger next to my bed and then I wake up at 7 a.m. with the sun shining in my face and I'm sleeping on my couch. And it was literally the weirdest experience I've ever had in my life waking up in a spot that I did not fall asleep in. And not only that, but I looked on the coffee table in my living room and I always keep this poster that I have never put up behind my couch. And that poster was on the middle of my coffee table. And I, I 
I don't know how it got there. It's a framed poster. It's a band poster with a set list in the frame. And it was just sitting on the middle of my coffee table. And I sat there for probably five minutes just like looking around and wondering how the hell I got in that position. And I went back in my room. My phone was on my charger. My bed covers were all thrown to the side. So I don't know why I did that or like what there was behind that. But I told everyone that. And they're like, you got an interior design ghost that does not like your styling choices. So... Yeah, I, nothing's happened since then, but... That ghost is so sassy, too. <laughs> I mean, they've never done anything bad. It's just, like, weird stuff. <laughs> I mean, they made my desk explode, so... But that's just a natural thing, so I guess it's not that weird. They were pretty pissed. It's just odd things, but... Odd. I will update if anything else happens. <laughs> it is so crazy. Like, I've never had, like, any... I have a new theory. Anything close What? What's to... your new theory, Mark? There's actually two ghosts in Jacob's house. <laughs> and and, what, and what's hap- what happened, at least for the upstairs when we were exploded, you know that kids game where like it's uh, like the Arctic and you have a little hammer, you got to hit the little ice piece. Oh, that break the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two ghosts were like, bet you won't hit that and see what happens. And yeah. like, bet I won't. And he hits it and it blows up. Yeah. <laughs> Crap, he knows we're here now. Yeah. Oh, man. It was literally so weird, though, like seeing that scene. I took a video of it, but like the glass piece sits on the there's like a framing of metal tubes around it and it sits like on an indented part of the frame. So it's got like a platform to sit on and then there's suction cups on top of it, but there is still glass sitting on that part. So it was like literally the middle exploded like out and just fell yep. down. So I saw it too. It was it, nuts. It, it's very yeah, odd. It weird. Like mm-hmm. when you see it and it, it exploded hard enough that there was a shard of glass, like in the wall. So <gasps> it's, it's not like this, like if I would have been sitting there, like I could have gotten hurt. It was shrapnel. Protect your neck. Yeah. yeah. So, so my mom's like f- was freaking out and said, "Get rid of that desk." But I still have it, so we'll see if I die by that desk. <laughs> Get rid of the house. You'll just be editing this episode. Yeah. Right. Dear David, he I'll, comes for you and just not me. He's just like over my shoulder, like, "Hey, you missed a pause right there. You can cut yeah. that out." And he's actually really like, "Go helpful. back to Evan." Yeah. yeah. He, he just he, yeah. he just points at like, like my you, audio. He's like, "Dude, don't just cut, cut out this. the Death Star comment." <laughs> <laughs> this dude's making fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> He's just in the background like, I didn't destroy Alderaan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the, the story no, that great. I brought today and all of that. So I thought it was a fun one. That was really good. I love that story a lot. Yes, yes. But thank here, you. Here. Thank you, Marshall yes, and snacks. Alex, for uh, being our, our guests in the, uh, the little peanut gallery over there. Thank you for all the extra commentary you guys provided. Appreciate having you here. We're the peanut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ev, you want to plug all our social medias real quick again? Yeah, like I did before, uh, you can find us at gems underscore history. You can find Jacob at Jacob from Wisco. Mark at Mark underscore Stein B. And myself at what Evskis. Uh, do you two want to shout out your two? Um, and this is on Twitter. Absolutely not. Twitter. I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> Don't look at any of my socials. And then you can find <laughs> then you can find us on Instagram at gems underscore of underscore history underscore podcast. podcast. <laughs> and and uh, for dramatic effect. As always, uh, you guys, we still want you guys' stories. Alex gave us some of hers live on the on the air. Uh, but uh, if you guys got stories, send them to our email at gemsofhistorypodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, just put as a subject header like 
personal story or whatever you want to put. And the more details, the better. We love hearing from from you guys. We love hearing as best we can, try and get an idea of what you went through. So, And we love you guys, too. Yeah, you guys are awesome. And you know what would be even more awesome? If you gave us five stars on iTunes. That'd be pretty neat. Please do it. Please do it. <laughs> Make... Let me quit my corporate job. Make a little boy's <laughs> dream come true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we will be back next week with our final spooky season story. I think it's it, the it, last episode of the uh, the spooky month. So, Am I doing a topic or are we doing a group topic? We can do whatever your heart desires. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part about having complete creative control of our show. Yes. <laughs> but... We'll Get ready for haunted dogs. <laughs> <laughs> haunted moose. Wow, we haven't brought a moose in a while. It's always there in the back. I thought we said it was meese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're always haunted by mooses. Moosai. Moosai. Moosailini. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. All right, we're going to get out of here for this week. We will talk to you guys later. Adios.